TGQ&A. Hey, everybody. Jamie French here of the Approximate Podcast. Welcome to another fine live uh, attempt at doing a show. Uh, Approximate Podcast, TGQ&A. That was a song. I'm wearing nails. I can't play an instrument, so you're not going to get one of these little funky songs that I pull out of my ass. Instead, you're going to get... <laughs> TGQ&A. It's an approximate Everybody show. welcome. It's an approximate Every- show. Yes, it's very approximate. <laughs> so let's go ahead. Uh, this is the questions and answers show that we do on the weekends. Sorry I'm late. Um, you know, we try to do these around 8 o'clock. We are here at almost 10 o'clock uh, Central Time. But we get to it when we can. And so here we are. So uh, let's go ahead and, hey, what's your name? Yo. Shut the Stephanie fuck up. Special. What's your name? Stephanie. I'm... Steph- I'm I'm blowjob special. Nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> She's blowing the wood, and I blow the wood for L. Um, <laughs> Stephanie. So Stephanie's a longtime uh, contributor of the show, and uh, so one of us has to be the pretty face on here. <laughs> son of a <laughs> fuck you with that. <laughs> <laughs> So, hey, how's everybody doing tonight? Um, so, we're going to wait for the uh, the actual chat room to populate while we're doing this on the YouTube. And while we're waiting for that room to populate, we're going to go ahead and get to some questions. Our first questions, uh, these are fresh, uh, right off the internet, uh, from um, Evan. Evan asks, um, let's see here, it says, Hi, Jamie, Evelyn here, stuck on a military base. Here are some more questions. Oh, okay. So, so Evan is on a military base and has some questions that we are to answer. First question is, uh, what makes a good Philly cheesesteak? Oh. Uh, uh, true answer? <laughs> true answer? Me. That's what makes a good Philly cheesesteak. The first job I ever had when I was 16, uh, it was back in uh, 1995. Uh, was at Jerry Subs on the East Coast. I was in Annapolis, Maryland, and my first job ever at 16 was Jerry Subs, and all they did was cheesesteaks, and it was the best goddamn cheesesteaks. Now, it wasn't Philly, of course. It was Annapolis, just a, you know, a state over, but I've never had a Philly cheesesteak that was so good in my fucking life, and I never got sick of them. Like, you know, you work at a... um. A McDonald's or a, uh, a, a Jack in the Box or a Burger King or something, and you think, oh, this is fucking amazing. I'll never get sick of this. I get to take home free food all day. And, and two weeks in, you fucking Mark. never want to see a goddamn Big Mac in your life. This never happened with Jerry's. Jerry's was always amazing. Always amazing. Um, and their, their recipe was simply this. It was the thinnest steak that you've ever fucking seen. That was the real key to it. The, the the meat melted in your mouth. It was amazing. And it was it was uh, diced up with uh very simple. It was uh, un- uh it was green onions, peppers, onions, um green peppers. Green peppers and mushrooms. mushrooms. And that's all it was. On on the on on the most angelic roll of bread you've ever tasted. Everything about their recipe melted in your mouth. Um, I remember it was like 2009, long, long, long past I ever worked at Jerry's. I was in a band called Gravity Euphonic, and we had to do a little tour out on the East Coast. And I re it, it 
so happened it put us in D.C. in Maryland. So we, I insisted that we took the, uh, we drove down to Annapolis where I got my first job, went to Jerry Subs, and and I probably spent about fifty dollars just shoving those subs down my mouth based on my previous experience when I was 16. Um, and they were every bit as good as I had remembered them. And I'm still, I, I, they're every bit as good as I remember them to this day. I go to Jerry Subs in Annapolis, Maryland, and get yourself a goddamn Philly cheesesteak. And fucking, you can what, end your life after that. What kind of <laughs> cheese did they have on them? It was provolone. Yeah. It was provolone. Yeah. Yeah, so a nice white cheese. Um you could get mozzarella, you could get American, those were options, but if you really wanted to do it, it was the provolone. I know some places well, offer cheese whiz on it too. See, now that's a Philly thing, yeah. and I was actually going to bring that up. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, a proper Philly cheesesteak is supposed to have the cheese whiz on it. Mm-hmm. Now, I, knowing what I know about Jerry Subs, I can't imagine that putting cheese whiz on it would add anything that would enhance the flavor. So I can't speak to it. Now I in all fairness, I got to say that I've never I've never been to Philadelphia and I and I've never had the cheese whiz version of a true Philly sub. So I I get, you know, I can't speak to it, but I can tell you what I know is the very very best and that is uh Jerry Subs. I forgot the name of what? it, but I had a uh, there was a place in downtown LA that me and my friend went to out there and they have a really good Philly cheesesteak and they do they have the option to put cheese whiz or mozzarella or, where was this I forgot the name of it but it's in downtown no but LA. where were you yeah, LA downtown, downtown LA yeah mm, I don't trust LA food because it's always an approximation of foods that come from other parts of America or the world <laughs> uh yeah I mean well, I mean did you have something to compare it to um, have you ever had a traditional? I never have had a Philly Philly cheese. And you never had so, yeah. a cheesesteak from the East Coast. I never have, yeah. Nah. I've never had anything from the East Coast except for so, stuff in like Miami or something like that. But Miami, well, fuck Miami. <laughs> Jeez, that's not the East Coast. That's the armpit of America. <laughs> so, okay, so well, then then we have something to do. Yeah, true. We got to go to the East Coast. Mm-hmm. You got to grab an actual Philly, Philly cheesesteak. Cheese yeah, whether it's I, I I consider a Philly cheesesteak not a a Philly thing, but an East mm. Coast thing, just because I know how Jerry's how good Jerry subs are, so I consider it an East Coast thing. And so we both have things to discover. One, I got to go to Philly mm. and find out what an actual Philly cheesesteak tastes like compared to too. the Annapolis version, yeah. and then you need both to yeah. compare it to your LA version Definitely. of a cheesesteak. Yes, but um, to answer your question. Uh, what makes a good Philly cheesesteak? Um, honestly, my answer is me because I can make you based on what I know, based on. And you still got to make me a Philly cheesesteak. Yes, I, I do, and I will do that absolutely. Okay. <laughs> uh, I make a good Philly fucking cheesesteak because I was. I'll tell you about it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was tempered in excellence, and I can bring that to the table. To this, uh, I can absolutely. So let's get on to the second question. Uh, what is your favorite episode of Gumball? Oh, geez. Okay. So, um, we're talking about a cartoon here that's available on uh, Nickelodeon. And, uh, I, well, no, actually, no, not Nickelodeon. It was a Cartoon Network. Still is, to this day, Cartoon Network. The amazing uh, world of Gumball. Um, I've been going on and on about this on the internet. 
um, through social media. Uh, it's just a cartoon that I find completely charming. It's a children's cartoon. Um, you know, it's one of these daytime cartoons that's meant for kids. But it's um, it's a European-based cartoon. Uh, it, it The production house is out of England, and so they have this kind of European mentality about their it's, – it's smart, and it's slick, and it's so well animated. And as a person that loves cartoons, the – the animation means so much to me. You know, like, a lot of folks like fucking Scooby-Doo. And it's like just a bunch of copy and paste uh, that fucking whole Hanna-Barbera fucking headache of looking at something that's, like, poorly animated to cut down on costs. Uh, I hate that shit. And people have such fond memories of it. My fond memories at at the right at the tender age of 38 <laughs> is discovering the amazing world of gumball and um they kind of run like um uh, adult swim cartoons they're like 11 minute episodes and they're jam-packed with the brightest and smartest jokes on a kid level but the, in, in a way that uh, adults would appreciate but not in a cynical way. So it's you have to watch it to to get the meaning of what I'm talking about. But the thing is it's a it it hits a 10 on all fronts. It's um amazing to look at. Uh the like just colors and uh um kind of animation. Well yeah, I, the animation but like it's made by people that know how to do visual storytelling. So there's there's a lot of amazing um, – like if, if you're into how uh, visual storytelling works, this cartoon is amazing because everything's done in uh, a cinematic way. Everything's on the rule of thirds. Everything um, – is uh, color graded and it's like they take a lot of time and to 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 make the best possible. To, they don't treat their audience as idiots. Is probably the 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 end thing that I'm I'm pointing to, and assuming that their audience is children, that's amazing because. You can you can say oh well you could be very cynical about it and say well I'm making a cartoon for children we have to put the least amount of work into this because it's for kids fuck kids they don't know they're stupid Gumball doesn't do that Gumball treats their audience with respect and their audience is seven to eleven year olds and they treat them with the same kind of respect that you would treat an adult audience and it's amazing and it's super it's like a it's like a um distilled version of everything that's charming about cartoons uh which is to say it's hyper aware of itself it's super super animated it's super funny it's joke upon joke upon joke upon joke you got to be quick to get it um the amazing world of gumball is amazing and so the question is um, and I mean that's where all that comes from. So I just that was just a little thing to let people know what the fuck this question means, uh, which is what is your favorite episode of Gumball? That's what Gumball is. Uh, my favorite episode of Gumball. Um, I implore everybody that's listening and watching right now to go check out the amazing 
uh, world of gumball so that they know what I'm going to say so that it actually means something. Because when I say it, people that don't know about the show won't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But I do know it's called um, it's uh, season two of The Amazing World of Gumball and it's called um, The Origins. Every episode of The Amazing World of Gumball is the and a noun. Um, and uh, that's just, you know, that's a writer's thing. You know, that's just a goof for them. But if you look at all the episodes, there's always the and a noun. And in season two, towards the end of season two, um, there's an episode called The Origins. And um, it's one of the most charming and kind of heartbreaking episodes. It's one of these cartoon shows that will actually... It makes you feel. It makes you feel something. And and that's one of the beautiful things about this show. So, season two. And I want to say it's probably like episode 30-something. You know, because there are these like tiny little 11-minute clips. Uh, so, a lot of them go by. An entire season of Gumball is probably like quote-unquote 50 episodes long. But that's just because it's made out of tiny 11-minute chunks. Um, if you brought those into, you know, it'd be a, it'd normally be like a 22 episode show. Um, if you squished those into like 30 minute chunks, like we're accustomed to for children's programming. Um, but, and, and actually, actually that's really weird because considering where the, uh, the production comes from, it comes from Europe, uh, Anybody that's familiar with Europe programming, European programming, especially um, English, Britain programming, um, their their seasons, they're called series, and usually shows are done in series of about six episodes. And then that's a complete series, or what in America we'd call seasons. So to have this, um, the amazing world of gumball, come from Europe, but play to the formatting of an adult swim late night show but then also be for kids is really fucking weird and awesome <laughs> um so anyway that's my favorite episode that's that's what it's a two-parter in season two called the origins uh, go check out the amazing world of gumball and and watch that episode um so let's get to question three here uh where are we at we're at 14 minutes that's fine uh, almost 15 minutes uh so our third question from evan is do you and ryan my normal co-host uh for most of these shows that we do on the approximate podcast uh do you and ryan have a favorite episode of mystery science theater 3000 oh boy man yeah that's a that's another tough one um if you guys go back, uh, fans of the show already know this, that we've covered a lot of material on Mystery Science Theater 3000. For those that are new, we're huge fans of Mystery Science Theater 3000. If you don't know what that is, Google's your friend and go back in our back catalog and uh, fucking listen to those episodes where we talk about Mystery Science Theater 3000. So to answer your question, assuming you guys know about Mystery Science Theater 3000, what is my favorite episode? Ah, geez. Um, there's so many to pick from. I mean, it, the original series lasted for about 10 years, and it was, you know, almost uh, 20 episodes uh, per year. And in, in kind of the waning seasons, uh, between season seven and season 10, 
um, the episodes got cut down to about uh, 10 to 15 episodes per season. So there's a lot to choose from. Um, but I think my... I won't give you a favorite. I'll give you... I'll give you two favorites. I'll give you two favorites. What I would recommend my first... My, like, out of the two that I really like, I would say that the Puma Man... Uh, I, I believe it's a series... Shit, it might be... Series. It might be a, a season 10. I think is a season 10 episode. Uh, if it's not a season 10, then it's probably a season 7. Those are the numbers that make sense to me. But it's a, basically a Superman story. It's very low budget. All uh, episodes of Mystery Science Theater are low budget horror or sci-fi films or other nondescript films. But they're all really shitty. And that's the whole goof. That's the whole uh, premise of the show is that really shitty films are being goofed on usually B movies mostly taken from the 50s some 60s some 70s and every once in a while this great 80s classic which is called The Puma Man um, watch that uh, it has Donald Pleasance in it and you can tell that it's the kind of movie where that man is just trying to pay the rent he's just trying to pay the rent he probably made $600 doing that movie it's fucking awful <laughs> um and then another one would be, uh, oh, jeez. Oh, God, there's so many. Have I showed you, uh, Stephanie, any of the Mystery Science Theater? You you wouldn't have a favorite episode? No, I'm sorry. Uh, n- not, a problem. not a problem. Not a problem. Jeez. Okay, well, instead of wasting time with going ah and jeez and making a bunch of fucking noises oh, with my mouth, um, we'll get back to it. There's another one. There's another 500 that I love but um but let's go ahead and uh let's move on to some more questions uh, I'm gonna pull up the old email here uh Evan or Evelyn uh whatever the fuck you wanna call yourself that's your three questions and I'll try to come up with another answer for your third question but we're gonna move on to some older questions that we have yet to get to that we are going to get to we're at 21 minutes now um, let's see here. Uh, this is from, we have a question from, uh, David Pandorius. Now that's not a real name. That's not a fucking real name. <sighs> okay. Pandorius, really? Okay. It's an email name. Yeah, I know. So it says, uh, let's see. Uh, do you relate your music to a person, a memory, or a place? Do you relate your music to a person, a memory, or place? Are you talking about music that I write or music that I enjoy listening to? Folks, you got to be a little more specific. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Well, I can probably answer both in a short amount of time. So let's say it's music that I enjoy listening to. Uh, Do you relate your music to a person, a memory, or place? I don't do any of that. I I don't. If, If My favorite music... I I hate nostalgia. I hate nostalgia. I don't want a song to remind me of a person, a place, or a memory. I want it to reinforce my own thought process. I want to find beauty outside of something that is so specific to me. It seems really egotistical to me to listen to a song and make it be all about me, whether it's a memory, a place, 
or a person. Now, of course, we can't escape that, you know, in our where we are in our evolutionary timeline as a species. That's just where we are. We all love to do that, that very specific thing. We love to think of persons, places, and things when we're listening to the fine arts or or the kind of arts that only um, mean anything to the human species, music being first and foremost one of them. Um, and yeah, sometimes I do have memories of people. Sometimes it does remind me of a place. Sometimes it does remind me of a memory, whatever favorite song I'm listening to at any particular time. Of course that's going to happen. I can't escape that. But if I'm purposely listening to music, if it's not just going on in the background, um, if, if I go and put on an album, I never do it to remind me of a person. I never do it to remind me of a place or a thing or to feel nostalgic. Those things will happen beyond my control. But that's not what I go and look for. When I listen to music, it's because I'm trying to appreciate the music in and of itself and see if it can bring me somewhere that has nothing to do with myself. See if it challenges my thoughts and brings me to a place that isn't so self-centered. You're like, I always have my memories. I know the people I like or don't like. I know um, the, the kind of emotions that I've had all throughout my life. I don't need a trigger to revisit those things, especially when it comes to music. Music has enough inherent value that I want to appreciate it on its own terms. And so, I don't know, maybe that sounds goofy, but I can't escape the nostalgia, and that will always be a part of me, but I never go listening to music for the sake of nostalgia. I don't get my joy out of music because music gives me a nostalgic feeling. I want to appreciate that music on its own terms and, and help expand my mind to somewhere that's not so me-centric. I think I've driven the point home there. Whether or not you can relate to it, well, I can't say. We's all individuals, uh, apparently. Let's see here. Let me get to another question. Music uh, is good. <clears throat> what was that? Music is good. M music is good. <laughs> I, I like music. It does the thing where it goes, where am I? And then it goes way down low, and then you bump, bump, jump, bump, jump, 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 bump, 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 and I like that part too. And then they say the things. They say I love you, and I say yeah, I love you, and I like like those words because I love and they love and like we love. <laughs> Fuck off. Music's cool. Fuck off. Listen to it. Enjoy it any way you can. Enjoy it however your brain dictates. You can't choose how smart you are. You can't choose how stupid you are. You can't choose how fucking enigmatic you are or how plain and to the surface you are. Music affects all of us in some way or another. Enjoy it on your terms. That's There's no proper way to like nice. music. Good. I'm just expressing how I like to listen to music. Take it for what it is. Fuck off. We're all going to die. Eat a taco. Yes. Okay, so the next thing is, uh, let's see here. Uh, this is from um, uh, Jason Johansson. Really? Jason Jason? Jason Johansson? Fuck these people. They're fucking... Can you believe this? 
Do you know Johansson? That's fucking Nordic for Jason. Jason, Jason. Hey, Jason, Jason. <laughs> fuck you for trying to goof with me. Jason, Jason says, <laughs> Jason Johansson, you motherfucker. You say, uh, <clears throat> do you have a favorite dessert and why? Is it available on holidays or do you wish it were? That's odd. That's a weird qualifier. Uh, what's the most embarrassing thing you've ever bought? What? Did, okay. Oh, wait. Hold. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> we got too many, <laughs> too many disparate questions here. Let's let's just take this one step at a time. <laughs> Sorry, I'm dying. <coughs> that question was too much. You fucked me, uh, <laughs> Jason. Jason. <laughs> Do you have a favorite dessert and why? Okay, favorite dessert, favorite dessert. Do you have, already you can picture it in your mind, can't you, Stephanie? What's your favorite dessert? I love, I love how much you're trying to fill in the silence. Uh, <laughs> I like. My favorite dessert, you shut the fuck up. My fit, you non-contributing motherfucker. My favorite dessert is, um... I, I, I shift between two things. It's either going to be a chocolate or a fruity thing, which is usually that's what, uh, you know, uh, makes up the majority of desserts or there's a bit of dairy in there. There's a third option. And usually that dairy serves as a base that can go with the chocolate or with the fruit. OK, but my favorite what you were about to say something. Well, yeah, I like I like Froyo. Froyo. Yeah. Fro frozen yogurt. <laughs> Fucking but I also like Coke floats. So, Coke floats and fro yo. Yeah. So a lot. Coke. What about what like about chocolate. a what, what about like a, a lot of stuff. what about a fro yo based Coke float? No. A fro yo Coke float. No, because Coke. A fro Coke float. Coke and frozen. Would you yogurt. like a fro Coke float? I don't think so, because Coke and fro frozen yogurt don't sound like they would go good together. I think Coke needs to go. Frozen yogurt is basically ice cream. cream. I, I mean, really, it very though. much replicates fucking ice cream. I mean, but not really. And it's super soft. It is. And then could you it's imagine throwing the A and W root beer on top of a little, on top of a little frozen yogurt? Just, just vanilla. Keep it real simple. Vanilla frozen yogurt <laughs> and a little bit of A and W root beer. Would not that be the fucking well? Bees I would rather. Knees? Well, see, if I was gonna go for that, though, I would use ice cream. Oh, oh. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I, I would probably use like a butter pecan with like. Why? Why? Why do you hate? Why do you hate frozen yogurt so I much? I love frozen yogurt, but I like frozen yogurt by itself. I don't like it mixed in with a. Have you ever tried? <laughs> I wouldn't want to. Why? What? What do you think is? What? What do you think would fuck it up? What's the thing that you think would fuck it up? I just think frozen yogurt's better. Either I, I like yogurt in general. I like yogurt when it's like just cold. But frozen out of the yogurt fridge, isn't. Or if it's frozen frozen yogurt. yogurt has nothing to do with actual yogurt. Frozen yogurt tastes like fucking. It looks and it's, feels it's and like tastes ice like ice cream. I know, but at the same time, it's I I don't I, I just don't I don't think I would like it in a Coke float. I, I just don't think I don't think I would I would rather get ice cream in a Coke something. Float. But something about frozen yogurt is creeping you out. That you wouldn't want to pair it up with a little bit of A and W. I'd rather use ice cream for that. Why? 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 Do you think it would? Do you, Do you think it would like? Do you think the uh, the A and W would like curdle the the like the what? Where's the disgusting part in that equation that you wouldn't want to put? I just don't think I would like it. I don't think it would make as much sense as making. Wow, a you're man. This elaboration that you're giving me is it's so so deep. It's it's wonderful. So deep. It's hashtag deep. 
<laughs> this I only have the best on my podcast. Communicators we're is pro- what I call them. We're approximate, okay? <laughs> you got to deal with it. Okay, my fuck you. My favorite, <laughs> the important thing, the important, the important opinion. Me, my my me. <laughs> what the fuck is my favorite dessert? Ah, uh, god damn it! It's a it's a it's a goddamn. You know what? It's a fucking cheesecake. It's a cheesecake. Cheesecake's okay. You know, no, 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 no. Fuck, fuck cheesecake. Cheesecake can go fucking fuck itself. I like ice cream. No, 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 no. Ice cream. Uh, uh, boss. Uh, now I've only seen this in my local grocery store. Now you you guys have heard the the term Boston cream pie is is a familiar you go to term. Boston and get an anal cream pie. Yep. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't like a Boston cream pie. I like a Brost, a Boston cream cake, and this is—I've only ever seen it, um, and I'm sure it's probably available everywhere, you know. But I've only ever bought it here, like a mile away from me at the grocery store. We got a store called Tom Thumb, and uh, it's a pretty nice grocery store, and they have a nice bakery section, and they, you know, every fucking day they they have uh it's cost about 11 bucks and it's just a normal shaped fucking cake and it's a layered cake and it's it's a little bit uh i want to say angel food like two layers of angel food cake with um uh a kind of boston kind of custard in the middle and then a bunch of um fucking whipped cream on top with either cherries or strawberries and it's it's probably the most decadent thing that I've ever put inside of my body, a Boston cream cake. And that's an amazing dessert. If I could live off of it, I would. It's the kind of thing that's so fragile and decadent that it's the kind of thing you probably want it's like you feel like it's it's almost sexual. Like you wanna rub it on your body. Like you wanna <laughs> Like you know it's that that if you were weird enough, <laughs> that it would probably feel immaculate it would against feel like your I'm taint. Anal <laughs> <laughs> but you never do that because you would never waste it on your taint because it's so delicious. You have to put all of it in your skull. <laughs> well, you'd put it on someone else's taint that you liked a lot. Maybe. Uh, no, no, maybe. no. You wouldn't waste it on anybody else. That eleven dollar fucking cake you that belongs to you. You would never waste it on anybody else. Um, you know, sharing like you know, <laughs> saying, "Hey, you can have a piece of this cake," is is almost is almost verboten. You almost <laughs> don't want to do that. Like all six pieces belong to you. So that's as far as you can go with this cake. You can share the decadence in a very limited fashion, but you would never use it as much as you want to. You would never use it as a sexual component, although it tastes like sex feels. Well, it's an amazing cake. Boston cream cake. Get that fucker and get it with the strawberries. Jesus Christ. It's not quite as decadent, but I remember growing up on peach cobbler. I really like peach cobbler. You can't have something as flaky and as dry as, as peach cobbler sweet. unless you have a scoop of the ice cream. Oh, yeah. Well, you gotta have that. I love ice cream with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, peach cream. cobbler with an addendum. Ice cream. You gotta have it all a mode. Mm-hmm. If you don't have it all a mode, fuck peach cobbler. Because it's too dry. It's too dry. It tastes great, 
but the mouth sensation gotta, with the cobbler. You gotta get wetter peach cobbler. I I, I like it. Now wait, now there now there's. Do you get yeah. the kind with the? Um, I like the peach juice. Well, of course, yeah. yeah. That's that's the main part. But do you get the kind with the pie crust, or do you get the kind that's made out of um a uh, crumbly? Well, the way my grandma it's, made it's it, made out of uh um. She used to graham cracker type crust. Well, you would take that. You would take the crust, and then you would put this uh, inside. You put the peach cobblers inside of it, and then you would put the little strips of the the pie uh, coverings on the top of it, and you'd bake it. That was the bomb with some ice cream and some whipped cream or whatever on it. But yeah. Fox to the yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, you know, grandmas That's never fuck style. up a dessert. Grandmas yeah. never fuck up a dessert. Uh, you know, a grandma version of anything is the best dessert. How about pretty much, that? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're going to, uh, uh, again, this is a question. Uh, John, John Johnson, Johnson, Johnson. Uh, whatever the fuck names. these fucking these fucking names are ridiculous. Um, we we're gonna get to your question had. Okay, the second part of your dessert question is: Is it available on holidays, or do you wish it were? That's a weird qualifier. I live in America, That's and so in America, holidays. desserts of any flavor of any kind are available all the time, forever and ever. Yeah, we don't have um uh holiday specific desserts well outside of like turkey and dressing no you can but still buy turkey and dressing still, year-round yeah it's still available year-round it's just like you don't usually eat it year-round it's usually something for you know thanksgiving holidays or turkey day as you would call it actually right everything that we use for our holiday uh, for our holidays that is uh, uh like you can consume is available year round. So for like Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. turkey dressing, a little bit of uh, cranberry, gravy, cranberry, cranberry sauce, sauce yep. and some vegetables on the side, yep. available all year round. Uh, Halloween, it's all about candy. The kind of candies that we give to our kids on Halloween, All Hallows Eve or whatever the fuck you want to call it, uh, available all year around. Um, what, what? Oh, okay, 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 okay. We actually, uh, ah, I, I figured it out. We do have one particular candy that's available at a very specific time of year for Easter. It's the oh. Cadbury eggs. Oh, yeah. We yeah. have Cadbury eggs. Yeah. Yeah, and those are little chocolate eggs that are filled with the, uh, like, white nougat, basically, mm-hmm. is essentially what it is. That being said. And those are only available for a certain time of the year. Well, but if you went on Amazon, yeah. you could probably buy a, a, a gross of, of yeah. Cadbury eggs. <laughs> yeah, that being said, if you really like Cadbury eggs, I'm sure you could go on Amazon or eBay or somewhere and get no problem. But yeah, there's there's no particular dessert I like that's holiday related or limited to the holidays. Um, you could say pumpkin pie, but even then, pumpkin pie usually pumpkin. reserved for uh, yeah. for uh, Thanksgiving. You can still year round find it in like the freezer section, find a frozen pumpkin pie. And also, these put together things are made out of individual ingredients so you can always find the individual ingredients and make the thing yourself <laughs> I, I hope out. i mean fuck it I, we're talking you're continually for almost 10 minutes now we've been talking about sugary substances this doesn't matter let's move on to the next part of your question which is way out of fucking left field can you uh, not tell that food is probably the favorite subject I, it <laughs> seems to be the theme of, of tonight's show uh, we we get one last question here before we shut this fucker down it's called what's uh, the most embarrassing thing you've ever bought oh well Jesus Christ hmm. 
in my 38 years, I've bought a lot of embarrassing things. <laughs> um, do you have something specific that comes to mind that has embarrassed you? Whether, okay, let's, let's create some ground rules here. You bought a thing that is potentially embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Did it embarrass you because you bought it and you looked at the thing and you went, I can never show anybody this. It was so embarrassing. No. Or was it embarrassing because you bought it, you showed other people the thing that you bought and they goofed on you and you're like, oh, that's embarrassing. Kind of the second one. Okay, but go ahead. It was an electric, um, I don't mean electric, like plug it in. I mean like- Electronic? Uh, electricity. Electricity, like uh, 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 EMF. It was a it was a thing that produced electricity. electricity. It was like a taser. Yeah. What basically. was it? But it was an electric dildo. Um, oh boy. But it never would fucking work. Never would work. And it would work when I wanted to use it myself. But when I wanted to show somebody else of it, it never would fucking work. So I got embarrassed every single time. I was like, Oh my god, check this thing out. It's so cool. And then I'd be like. It doesn't oh, fucking so, work. So the root of the embarrassment wasn't that it was shameful, it was yeah. that because it didn't work when you needed it to. Exactly. You yeah. didn't so you buying this thing didn't surprise anybody that you showed it to. It just simply didn't work well, and that was embarrassing. Well, they were surprised that it was so, it was a really interesting thing, the thought of it and they're like, "Oh, yeah, this looks really cool. Show me how it works. Show me how it works." And then it didn't fucking work and I was like, "Oh my god, it's so embarrassing." Jeezy flips. <laughs> Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that's embarrassing because of shame. Yeah. Um, and I think that's. I don't have any shame. That's why I think. <laughs> you know, I'd like to think that I don't have any shame either, <laughs> but the the fact of the matter is, the more interesting story is something that's embarrassing. Okay, I've bought plenty of things that didn't work when I needed them to, and and, and that was unfortunate. But I wouldn't consider them embarrassing. I think your feet are pretty fucking. Embarrassing. I think I think yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> So about a year and a half to maybe two years ago, I went on, I had a, I had way too much money in my pocket and um, I was very drunk at the time and I was doing, I was drunk purchasing. I was, uh, and I went to uh, AliExpress, which is basically for all intents and purposes, it's a, uh, it's Amazon for the rest of the world. Um, and you can go on this website and you can, type in and find anything because AliExpress is uh, an uh, extension of a site called Alibaba, which Alibaba is a, it's a way for manufacturers in China to kind of, kind of backdoor distribute their wares. So, okay. Case in point, real quick example. So you know what I'm talking about. If you go to Alibaba the um, manufacturer that is uh, that that makes Gibson guitars, say, okay, Gibson, um, uh, they they give their um, what do they call it overstock. No, not overstock. They uh, they do the, the lowest bidder. Whoever the lowest bidder manufacturer is, Gibson, the corporation, says to China. Whoever your lowest, whoever your lowest bidder is for manufacturing, um, y- you guys get the contract, and here's the, speci- uh, the specifications of what we need for the kind of guitars that we want you to make, and you make them. And that particular factory in China goes, okay, we'll take the contract. Sounds great. We're going to build these Gibson guitars, and we'll send them your way, and we'll have this version of it and that version of it, and uh, and it's all honky dory, and that's where like the cheap guitars come from. Um, 
But Alibaba hits up those manufacturers and they let those people, now this is very shady, but if you know anything about China's regulations and copyright laws, you know that this is why this is able to happen. You go to Alibaba, you hit up those same manufacturing plants that make the Gibson guitars that sell the bodies and everything to Gibson USA. Um, and you can, where you would say like a Gibson SG, like a standard Gibson SG, y- here in America, you'd pay maybe $1,200 for it. You know, China-made Gibson SG. But if you go through Alibaba, y- you cut out Gibson as the middleman, which is completely shady. Um, and you can get that same Gibson SG with all the stock components for like 200 300 bucks. okay? So what AliExpress is... Um, Al, okay, hold on. So Alibaba, the way you get to do that, but you get to you have to buy those things in bulk. Okay, so if you run a, like a little pawn shop and you want to sell some actual non-pawned instruments in your store, um, you can go to Alibaba, go to the place that sells uh, the Gibson body styles that are contracted by Gibson. You buy them wholesale. <clears throat> buy them wholesale. And stock those guitars in your store. And the only difference is they won't have the Gibson logo on them. But you can charge, you know, you pay at bulk rate, I don't know, say $1,000 for 10 guitars. You can sell those Gibson SGs at, I don't know, three, $400 a pop. Still make a huge profit, but completely undercut American distribution. Okay, so that's great if you you know are a person that runs a store. Now, say you're just an individual. You can go to AliExpress, which is an extension of Alibaba, and you can buy those same things as an individual. It's basically Amazon. It's basically black market Amazon. So here's what I did. Getting back to the question, the most embarrassing thing I ever bought. I went to AliExpress and... I had too much money and too much alcohol in my system, and I was looking to get off on anything at all that I didn't already have access to in my particular life. You know, I, I okay, not not to be gross or anything, Just but I don't have a problem time. getting laid. I don't have a problem getting off on weird things. I work in the sex industry. Everything's boring and, and blase, blase to me. So if I want something special for myself as just me, just something special for me, I gotta sometimes go out and look for weird things. I don't have to, but if I'm you know, in that completely sexual mindset, which I never am unless I have... Too much money and too much alcohol at the same time. <laughs> Before her balls were cut out. Right. <laughs> um, what I did was I went to AliExpress and I went searching through real dolls. I actually went searching for real dolls. Uh, you know, and, and AliExpress, where a real doll, like a real quality real doll, might cost you about five to seven grand. You can find them on AliExpress, the exact same fucking dolls, for anywhere from 800 to to $1,000. I said, well, I don't have that kind of money to spend, but I'm feeling really pervy, and I want something. So what I went, I went and bought a pair of American size six female silicone feet. (laughs) 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 I'll tell you what, you know what? Uh, Take your headphones off. Go grab one. Go grab one. Here's why they're so embarrassing. 
I'm going to show you an example, but here's why it was so embarrassing. I waited for like six weeks because like shipping on anything foreign is ridiculous, whether you're doing it from Amazon or you're going the black market route. Here, hand me that. Um, so I had to wait six weeks. And by the time the six weeks passed, I didn't give a shit about the fucking silicone feet that I I don't even um, I can't even imagine what the fuck I had planned on doing with them uh, just the idea you know you get in that kind of fucking horny state just the idea of something makes sense at the time and then once you're past it you're like what the, what the fuck is, why why this doesn't make sense well so that's where these guys come into play you can see them here on the camera <laughs> I'm for those that are only listening I'm bumping that silicone feet bumping into my microphone. Can I just say I I took these out from behind <laughs> from behind a stack of towels. <clears throat> <laughs> That's how ashamed she is of them. <laughs> I they're super embarrassing because I can't find a fucking thing to do with them. I can't. I could probably incorporate them into porn some way in probably the most obvious ways you can think of. And, uh, you know, whatever. you know, they cost me a hundred bucks. I had, I was comfortable spending a hundred bucks. It took six weeks to get them. I finally got them. I, I pulled them out of the package. I went, neat. These are weird. And I put them on a shelf and I've never touched them or looked at them since because it's fucking ridiculous. Uh, I mean, look, 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 look at this. Look at this. I, what do you do with this? What do you do? You fuck it, right? You you, you fuck it. You rub it against your whatever parts matter think, to you. Like I what? I what do you do with this? I wouldn't. I wouldn't think you'd want to do like foot worship or suck it or lick it or whatever. Cause it might just taste like like silicone. That don't taste any good. Right. Right. It was. It was. I. You lose all those like sweat and like, yeah. You know human interaction that foot fetish worship or whatever actually has it's it was the it was the most severe version of an impulse buy that i've ever done and that alone is embarrassing enough they serve no function they're not pragmatic and they're not even entertaining except for these meta situations where i show you how embarrassing they are and that's the entertainment well i think you put it in a promo video once (laughs) i did yeah no i was able to use them as a prop and it was a hundred dollar prop for literally two seconds worth of footage not worth it not worth it i could have came up with something else for that bit yeah yeah so that was probably the most embarrassing purchase i ever made I implore you, if you're just listening to this, go and watch the YouTube version of this so you can see the stupid... I'm going to do it again. Wave them in front of the camera. Check out these dumb fucking things that I I bought. And you know what? You know what's really kind of um, embarrassing and in the shameful way is... These are highly articulated feet. These come from a mold. I mean, they got little creases in the What fucking lady is this? Who is this? This is somebody's foot. It's this little, has come from a mold. It's, Who's? It's a little Asian girl. It has to be. Oh, uh, and that like really creeps me and out because terrible. you want to think it's a twenty-year-old or higher. Well, well, no, I, I'm not saying it's an underage. Girl, I'm hoping not. I, well, no, I don't think so because the feet's too big. But it does come from China, and it basically does come from the black market. Oh, and and somebody got their foot burnt. Um, oh yeah, well they're made out of silicone. Yeah, Stephanie pointed out a very good. Uh, like she pointed out a detail on these feet. Yeah. There's a kind of a bit of what looks like a burn on these feet. And it's because they're made out of silicone. And I did the rookie fucking mistake of 
um, letting another silicone toy rest against this, what is essentially a silicone toy. If it's not medical grade silicone, you can't do that. Yeah, you can't do that. And I kind of fucked up the uh, quote unquote right foot. Um, <laughs> and I fucked up the Got pinky toe. Yeah. There. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, so uh, not only are they worthless, but I broke it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's the most embarrassing thing I ever I ever bought. The um, from a real doll. I don't think they would yeah. go along with my with my electro vibrator at all. No, yeah. not at all. Yeah. So um, let's go into the chat room I real think it'd quick. Be pretty cool to like open what? up the discussion to the fans and see if they send in their most embarrassing bias. I think that's an excellent idea. <laughs> I think uh, a lot of people have actually joined the chat room, and thank you guys so much for doing that. Yeah, I'm sorry we yeah. couldn't get to any of your questions or comments. Mm, it's just one of these shows where we start just gabbing and uh, and we never let loose. Yeah. But um, oh. let's see if there's. Yip, let me yip, let me yip, pick yip. up one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did the yep 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 <laughs> all fucking night long. Um, but let me let me see if there's one we can answer before we shut this fucker down. Uh, bu- 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 Okay, okay. We're going to end this on somebody else's embarrassing purchase. Oh, good. And this comes from Elira. And Elira says... Uh, uh, Illyria. Uh, Illyria? Elira, That's your name, Elira, remember? Hansel? Yeah, Hansel. 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 <laughs> uh, Illyria says uh, the most embarrassing purchase that she ever made was... Um, mine was a butt plug that was huge, but that's not a problem anymore. Well, now, now, why is that embarrassing? Was it an embarrassment because it was huge at the time? You didn't think you could handle it at the time. That's not embarrassing. That's simply a private matter. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just what you get up to. It's a goal. It's like, I start here, and then I'm going to get there. Oh, trust me. I bought a butt plug before I left Arizona. That was that fucking big. Like, it was going to train What, like five in. inches in diameter? No, like nine inches oh, in diameter. Oh, Jesus. That's I a didn't know safety it was cone. Be that big. I didn't know it was going to be that big, so I was like, oh, God. But I was like, okay, well, I might work up to it. I might work up to it, and I just put it on the back burner. <laughs> and did you ever work up to it? Class. Well, no, not yet, but... Still working on it. Still working on it. Can you get halfway? It. Uh... I've got it. I've got it. I've got the head in. Rookie. <laughs> Rookie. It's big. What it's kind heavy. of porn star are you? It's big and heavy and ah. glass, too. <sighs> okay. I'll get it in my so- ass sometime, but y'all would never see that. You have to go to other channels to see that. Okay, I think we're gonna. I think on that note, we are gonna put a bow on this and shut this fucker down. So uh, a few quick plugs uh, before we before we head out here. Um, Go to approximatepodcast.com, find all of our episodes, find links to all of our social media, uh, everything there, approximatepodcast.com. That really kind of takes care of all the plugs. Um, but we are also um, running a Patreon account. So if you go to patreon.com, look at the links in the description, please join our Patreon account. You should see some shit above our head right now, some links to the Patreon account. Five bucks a month. Not only do you get shows like this and the flagship shows that we do every Monday, but you have access to three, four, or more shows a week uh, that are only accessible to patrons. So go five bucks a month. Five bucks a month. Come join the Patreon account. Links in the description. Other than that, uh, hit up the burner line at 817-673-3704. That's 817-673-3704. You should see that above our heads there in white text uh send us a message or a text and questions 
comments. We'll address you on these shows, these TG Q&As, or other episodes. You never know, but find out by sending us questions and comments. Um, other than that, anything you got to say? Uh, no, not really. Okay, so y'all, I'm going to play us out with the song. Y'all fuck off. Have a good night. Yeah, so here, yeah. here you go. Here you go. <laughs> TG Q and A. Good night.